You have found Behind the Lines for NFL Divisional Playoff Weekend. My name is Steven Andres, joined each and every week on this show by Christian Cipollini, sports trader over at BetMGM. In this show, we will look at the biggest public wins, the biggest public losses from Wild Card Weekend. We will look ahead to the opening spreads, money lines, totals over at BetMGM for the Divisional Playoff Weekend. I'll also share a couple early week bets I've made for the divisional round, and uh, we'll also do a quick refresher on Super Bowl odds at the end here. Notable flip here in one in terms of one of the teams near the top of the board. So, Christian, first of all, how are you? How did uh, Super Wild Card Weekend treat you? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, it was an okay weekend for the book. Uh, actually, kind of more so of a wash. We 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 got kind of lucky in two games. Really saved us from what would have been the worst worst one of the year uh, into. Not great, but not not really too bad either. So take us through those a little bit. Let's start with the public wins. What were uh, some of the ones that went well for betters out there? Giants uh, Vikings was one for sure. We had a lot of Giants money, um, hmm. and then them being the dog that helped out as well. Uh, anyone How much- who got. Sorry, go on. Yeah, just quick question on that. How much of that was uh, sharp money on the Giants, and how much of it was the fact that the state of New York now is is uh, to steal a term from BetMGM, the king of sports betting, because they have the most <laughs> handle every every single month at this point. Yeah, I, a lot of that definitely has to do with uh, the, just the Giants market and and that New York market um, for sure. Um, we were kind of we had a little bit of mixed. Uh, action there a couple of the sharps actually were on the vikings um hmm. but giants ended up pulling through at the end so if you don't mind me asking were the sharps on the vikings at three or were they on early at two and a half when it opened early at two and a half and then yeah and then then come back yeah that's what and i assume sure to, there yeah, yeah make sure that's... to go around that three number so yeah sometimes uh-huh. and they can get the hook too <laughs> on the other way so I think that two and a half was up at your book for a, you know less than an hour when those lines opened. The sharps are all over it early, I'm sure. So, yeah. Uh, what, any other any other public wins from Wild Card Weekend? Yeah, last night was uh, another public win as well. Uh, I had a lot of Cowboys money um, for sure, and then anyone that got Jags Chargers in play that was a big loss for us. If you took the Jags in play, you were feeling good, and a lot of people did. So that was another one that uh, lost it for us. I feel like, you know, watching all of the betting content from Wildcard Weekend, it was pretty overwhelming in terms of, you know, the influencers out there and the pro bettors that were coming on doing media appearances that they were all pretty much behind Tampa Bay. Is it fair to say that the Cowboys Bucks game was very much a pros versus Joe's game where the pros were on the Bucks and the public was on the Cowboys? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, that's definitely what our money was telling us because um, it did start uh, kind of coming back towards the Cowboys. Um, but, but uh, most of our money was there, uh, probably about 70 percent ish, um, ended up being on the Cowboys by the end. So, well, I was with the Joes on that one. I, I didn't understand the downgrade on the Cowboys from the past two weeks of the regular season. So, um, Hey, you know what? Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't, uh, made some terrible decisions this season too, but I think that was certainly a case where some recency bias crept in on the Cowboys versus the full body of work for both of these teams. And sure enough, they, they whooped them pretty good. So uh, how about the, the flip side here? Any, any public losses of note? It, yeah, there were two big ones. Uh, the two, the two teams that we couldn't write very many bets on because they're playing backup quarterbacks, uh, both covering for us, uh, the Dolphins and the Ravens. Those were for sure the two biggest uh, wins for the book. 
Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. But I will say this, Christian, moving forward now, this is going to be exciting, right? Because I think this, the top six teams and the top three teams in both conferences for the vast majority of the season are now six of the eight remaining teams now. Now it gets really good, right? Yeah, that's what I, I mean. We've talked all year about basically there's been six teams that have actually had a real legitimate chance to win the Super Bowl, and now they're six of the eight. So, yeah, things are really going to start getting good from here. I love that. So let's start looking forward now. Let's let's move ahead to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, the final four in the NFC, the final four in the AFC. Let's take a look at those opening lines over at BetMGM. And we have two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. The Saturday games are at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time and then an 8.15 p.m. Eastern time kickoff. Take us through those opening uh, numbers over at BetMGM. Yeah, the two one seeds here on Saturday, Jags at the Chiefs. Chiefs are eight and a half point favorites. Their highest total of the weekend at 52. And then the night game, Giants at the Eagles. Eagles are seven and a half point favorites, and that total is 48. Christian, I'm going to be honest with our audience here. These these spreads confuse me a little bit. I know our senior writer, Mo Nawara, felt the same way. We were talking about it with our audience in the Discord channel. If you are not in the lines.com Discord, you really should be because we're sending out bets when we're getting the best of the number for most of the season here. Go to the top right corner of the lines.com homepage, hit that Discord button. But the conversation already we've had this week is the fact that the Chiefs were nine and a half point favorites in the first meeting between these two teams. And the Eagles were seven-point favorites on the road in the one meaningful game that these two teams played against each other. Flip home field. They have a bye week as well to work with here to get healthier. And it's only a half point more for the Eagles. So this set up perfectly for me to just throw my teaser right in the account. Kansas City Chiefs down to two and a half. Philadelphia Eagles down to one or one and a half. I think it's a great bet. Uh, I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to have major issues stopping the Kansas City Chiefs in this game. If you go back to the first matchup, yes, the Chiefs only won by 10 and the spread was nine and a half, ten, 10, but they only stopped themselves. They had three turnovers in that game. They had more than seven yards per play. So I think the Chiefs, if they play a clean game here, are going to get the 30 points. I don't really have many doubts about that. And then it's going to be on on Trevor Lawrence to have to um, you know, keep up with this offense and play a really clean game to have any type of chance in a shootout here. This is not a game where the Jags can score 24 points and win this game. This is, that's not how it's going to go. So a teaser leg here for me on Kansas City. Same thing with Philadelphia. Go back and look at that game if you want. The Eagles torched them. The Eagles absolutely, I mean, 40-plus points in that game. Wasn't even close from the early going. Now I think the market is getting, you know, I think there's two things happening here. You're going to have... The people who didn't see the Eagles play last week and have in their minds the last few weeks of the regular season where they didn't have Jalen Hurts and they didn't really play all that clean the last week of the season. And maybe kind of like what we saw with the Cowboys, some recency bias creeping in here because now the Giants, who had played the easiest schedule all year, hadn't really, you know, were fortunate to win some coin flip games along the way and then play really the most fraudulent team, the team that had a record that was much better than what they actually were in the Minnesota Vikings. And now to only have a half point difference with flipping home field in a bye week just doesn't make any sense to me. So Chiefs Eagles teaser here to start the week. You're listening to the lines.com podcast network. 
Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sportsbooks all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the Lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Stephen Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Uh, but let's move forward here, Christian, to Sunday. And man, what a slate on Sunday. This is this is the good stuff, man. 3 o'clock Eastern time start and a 6.30 p.m. kickoff here. By far the games of the week. Yeah, for sure. They, they saved it for that. I mean, as, as we said, the six teams that are playing, uh, the, the two one seeds had, you know, those seven and eight, uh, they put them on Saturday, but yeah, the two good ones on Sunday, the game that we, uh, didn't get to see, we get it again here. Bengals bills, bills are five point favorites with a 50 point total. And then Cowboys at 49ers, 49ers are four point favorites at home with a 46 point total. The game that got canceled between the Bengals and the Bills was in Cincinnati, so that's why the Bills were only two-and-a-half-point favorites in that game. They were, you know, one-and-a-half to two a lot of the week, and then by kickoff, some more Bills money came in, got it up to two-and-a-half. So it's interesting to me that we flip home field here. We're through the key numbers of three and four, the two biggest key numbers, all the way up to four-and-a-half and and five if you look across the books here. Um, I'm... I'm not convinced of that. I, I did bet the Bengals plus four and a half here, not really thinking that this would ever have a chance to get the six. I don't care if it's five, five and a half. Those are dead numbers in sports betting. Very rarely does a game ever fall on five. So once it got the four and a half, I pulled the, the trigger on the Bengals here. And I'm going to read a few stats as to why I did that, because, you know, I, I certainly understand Christian that the Bengals are now down three of their five offensive linemen in this game. Totally acknowledge that. But if you look at the last six weeks of the regular season and the wild card round, the Buffalo bills offense has some questions in my mind. If you look at the advanced metrics, Buffalo is down to ninth in EPA right near Cincinnati, not the elite offense we saw for the first half of the season. Buffalo is 11th in success rate. Cincinnati is fifth. They're close to identical and drop back EPA with the Bengals. And Cincinnati uh, is, I'm sorry, the Buffalo is 11th in drop back EPA. Cincinnati is fifth. Combine that with the fact that the Bills offense is bottom three in the league in turning the ball over. You might get a couple bonus extra possessions here for Cincinnati. And something something's off with Josh Allen here. If if you see some of the the tape analysis from the wild card, he's he's taking too many deep shots when stuff underneath is open. He needs to do more of that. His expected completion percentage is the worst in the league over the last six weeks of the regular season and the postseason. So the scheme and the game plan is not setting him up for success at as high of a level as what. Joe Burrow and the Bengals are getting even with their offensive line deficiencies and don't forget Joe Burrow's getting rid of the ball at the second fastest rate in the league only behind Tom Brady to help mitigate the offensive line issues in this game so I think with those issues with wanting to keep Josh Allen and the Bills off the field 
we see kind of a slog here. The Bengals try and play a a, a slow, grinded out game to keep this close. And yeah, I'm going to take the four and a half here, despite the offensive line issues. But I'm, I might pay for that. The sharps are on the other side here, clearly on this. But um, it's been one way traffic on the Bills in this game, right? Yeah, I, I think that what you mentioned early that the offensive line is really going to be the X factor in the game here. Um, just that's been kind of the Bengals issue over the past few years too, is that offensive line. And um, yeah, that the, I, we're thinking that's maybe the difference. I think this uh, line would be closer towards the Bengals had they, you know, had one or two more of these linemen. What did you open this at? Cause we're Tuesday now this, this opened on Sunday night, I believe Do you, I think it was um, three and a half or four. Yeah, I don't have that on hand, but that does sound right because it's been headed towards the Bengals. So That's what it was across half, all three, the books. Yeah, yeah so three you guys sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, you guys were in that window for sure. I remember checking yeah. them all. I just don't remember which book had which number. But um, So now we're, we're through that key number of four here, you know, just on, on the open to now on this game, which is interesting. I'm, I guess we'll, we'll see if there's any buyback on the Bengals here or not. Um, but the, let's move forward to the, the NFC game here and – Despite the fact that the one seed is not in this game, a lot of sports books, I think, including yourself, Christian, had these two teams just on a week to week basis, maybe not in futures, but on a week to week basis for a lot of the second half of the season right there with the Eagles. So Dallas Cowboys at the San Francisco 49ers here. What stands out to you about this game and and also what we see with the spread early on here? Yeah, I I think this one will be interesting. I mean, this one had just kind of just got listed this morning. We haven't had too, too much uh, movement on it so far. Uh, a lot of it will be probably Brock Purdy versus a, a pretty good defense. And then also on the flip side, Dak playing a good defense as well. And where he's kind of struggled, not last, not last night, but over the past few weeks before that. So I think that those, it'll be the quarterbacks so is probably going to be the difference in this one. Yeah. Really interesting. Right. I mean, Dak had to carry the Cowboys in that game last night. Brock Purdy is being asked to, you know, forgive me for using a nerdy chess analogy here. He is a pawn on the field in this offense, but under the right guidance, a pawn can become the greatest player on the field in chess. <laughs> I like if you that. can get it all the way to the end zone in chess. Am <laughs> I right? right? Yeah. The chess people know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> Promote that pawn to a queen. Yep. With, with, Kyle Shanahan running this offense to perfection and having the best group of weapons we've seen in years around him. It's mitigated what they have to ask Brock Purdy to do. And on top of that, Christian, he actually did have what I think was the best game of his young career in the wild card round. He was he had his best completion percentage over expected expected game in the playoffs um, obviously they're going to have a lot more pressure to deal with Michael Parsons and company here, but th- this game fascinates me because it could not be more of a bigger mismatch with the quarterbacks on paper, but this is a game played with 22 starters on both sides and the 49ers have found a way to limit what they ask their seventh round rookie quarterback to new to do. It's amazing. So, um, and, and lastly with the 49ers, Christian, clearly you guys at least are, not as concerned about Brock Purdy or perhaps the people betting into the futures market are not as concerned with Brock Purdy because you guys had a significant move with the 49ers now that they got past the wild card round. Yeah. So that, that has flipped 49ers are now the favorite uh, to win the NFC um, just by a little bit over the Eagles. 
um, and then the Cowboys a little bit further after that. But yeah, a lot of it is just Brock Purdy at this point has kind of showed that he can he can do this. He he looked great on uh, Saturday night, and if he can keep it up, then there's kind of not at that question mark that we had at quarterback uh, that we kind of had over the past few weeks. Now it, it feels like they have a stable guy in there. Nick Sirianni will probably win coach of the year for being the one seed in the NFC, but I think the voting is going to be very close. These ballots are turned in before the postseason starts. So remember that, but I think this is going to be a very close ballot between him and Kyle Shanahan with what he has done with three different quarterbacks this season. Just a quick refresh on the Super Bowl odds at this point. Now that we entered the divisional round at BetMGM, chiefs plus two eighty, bills plus three twenty five, 49ers, the third choice at plus. 400 followed by the Eagles at plus 500 then the Bengals and Cowboys at plus 800 and plus 1100 if you want to take a long shot 25 to 1 on the Giants or the Jaguars certainly I would not recommend that at this juncture Um, but if I if you force me to choose one of the two it would be Jacksonville at this point we'll see what happens though uh, in in the AFC, it should be fun, Christian. Any any final thoughts here? Do you have? Uh, you know, I think you had a Super Bowl prediction of the Bills and the Eagles to start did, the regular yeah. so, the postseason. So, so still alive, yeah. You're a 49ers fan. I'm an Eagles fan. So hopefully, mm-hmm. we'll have a uh, NFC Championship uh, game going next week between the two. Uh, That'll be fun. We might that, have to have yeah. a little friendly wager on that. Maybe. Yeah, uh, I think we- <laughs> The Super Bowl show. The other person has to wear the other team. Their their uh, the other guy's team. Sounds good. Let's get there first, but then, yeah. then I'm in. <laughs> spoken like a true Philadelphia fan, not putting the cart before the horse. I love it. I love it. Hey, are you, are you sticking with that though? Is Eagles bill still, you know, any concerns after last week? You still feel I, as confident about that? No, I have much more concerns over the bills now, uh, especially they got a hard road here. They're going to have to beat the Bengals. That's not going to be easy. And then they're probably going to have to play the chiefs. Uh, so Definitely won't be easy. Uh, I don't know if I still love it, but I'll, I'm going to stick with it. So, yeah, I had 49ers Bengals going to the postseason in case everybody missed it last week. And admittedly, I am terrified now of what this offensive line is going to mean for Cincinnati. I think it's in my mind pretty clear that the Chiefs are the top team in the AFC at this juncture, especially with the interior pressure their defensive line is getting with Chris Jones. I think that's um yeah, if Aaron Donald's the best interior defensive lineman, Chris Jones is is second at this point in my mind. So uh, we'll see how this plays out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Divisional weekend of the NFL. Eight teams left, four after that, and then the Super Bowl. Cannot wait. Stay with us throughout the postseason. Christian will be back throughout to help you navigate the lines here and let you know where all the action is. For Christian Cipollini, I'm Steven Andrus. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week, and best of luck with your bets.